0: podcasting is a performance (laughs) okay everyone
1: be quiet so i can hit the theme song button (laughs) okay we are sex pub bomb we're here to make you think about death then feel sad and stuff i'm panda i'm your host and <laughs> i'm here host alice how hey, you doing alice
2: i was already doing well but now i'm doing even better
1: and we're also here with Cass. hi Cass. hello <laughs> and yasha and vana hi guys
3: hi
4: okay.
1: And you also have a guest. We have a very full panel of podcasters tonight. We have Laura. Hi, Laura. Hello, hello. And you've probably guessed from this introduction. And also, if you're listening to this, you've seen whatever title I decided to give it. (laughs) We're talking about Revolutionary Girl Utsuna and Scott Pilgrim, which might seem like a random combination but is not as random as you might think because i have said in the past that scott pilgrim is utina for canadians and now i have canadians <laughs> on the show to take me to task for this statement <laughs>
4: oh we're not going to take you to task we we are going to confirm it it's true confirming it akio is a powerful american
0: from new york
4: (laughs) i am vindicated in this moment
0: that is the akio
1: of canada so hi everyone how are we today traumatized yeah i second that Well, that's for reasons unrelated (laughs) to. Yasha said a horrible thing before we got started, (laughs) and I'm not. No one is going to repeat it, so I guess you. Thank you,
5: thank you, listeners.
1: You you get to wonder what could have possibly happened before I hit record, and you'll never know. But yes, we're here to talk about Scott Pilgrim, but we are also here to talk about. Revolutionary Girl Utsuna. And because we have a new guest on tonight, Laura, what is your history with Revolutionary Girl Utsuna as a series? How did you, I'm sorry to put you on the spot, how did you get into Utsuna?
4: I mean, we made her watch it. So.
1: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay,
4: well,
1: have you guys been friends for a long time? Like, what's the. Yeah, like 16, 16 years. years. Wow, okay yeah. I mean I, I knew you guys were friends, but I just don't know much of the uh the background details.
4: Laura and I worked together at Dell. Mm-hmm. We met on Oh. We met first. on the day that Michael Dell came to visit and it was a literal Kool-Aid fest with like <laughs> oh, it was. chanting his name and oh. singing songs about him and stuff. And we oh, were, you guys like, should def
1: you guys should definitely fun. watch Severance. <laughs> 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 uh, that's neither here
4: nor there but uh but, yeah. yeah
1: no it was i didn't know you was... guys worked together
4: yeah we did that's yeah. how we met laura was working in the canadian division i was working in the american division of troubleshooting like hardware troubleshooting oh yeah okay and um i don't know we just clicked we did it was, it was a lot of fun we hung out we were chemically stimulated together <laughs> there was a a whole group of us that has kind of pared away over time to just be Laura and me left from the original Delver. Oh, yeah. Point. It's all good. And I think you're the only person I know
0: and see regularly that I did not meet because of Butina. And <laughs> that is indirectly still <laughs> because of Butina. <laughs> but even half of our friends in Edmonton found us on the site. <laughs> so.
5: Yeah, no, I got introduced later on and they made me watch it and I'm the oblivious person doing all this guessing while there's spoilers hanging on the wall.
1: Yes. And I never <laughs> clued into this fact. <laughs> oh, that's delightful actually.
0: Yeah, she she walked by that Akio and
5: poster so many times. Oh man.
0: Without going, wait a minute. <laughs>
5: I am both clueless and really good at guessing.
1: Yes,
4: because you also <laughs> nailed like pretty much the entire plot well ahead of things. Not not only Utina but Madoka as well. Yes,
1: that's true. Oh, uh, yeah. Listeners of Madoka MagicCast will probably recognize mentions of Laura from when Yasha figured out stuff about Madoka <laughs> and shared that Laura had uh, correctly predicted.
0: Pretty much all. Pretty much the entire plot.
5: I I used to like reading a lot of TV tropes mm-hmm. and reading just in general. So so it's one of those I'm able to see the patterns before it happens. Yeah. She's also a Sailor so Moon fan. And
4: it's like, yeah. Oh yes. There's She's also a, Yeah. She's also a Sailor Moon fan.
5: Oh heck yeah. Huge huge Sailor Moon fan. Like when I was much younger. Laura's
0: Laura's temperament is like the bridge between like yours and ours as far as like. What- <laughs> media we want to consume (laughs) like like i'm like oh penny dreadful is a sweet and romantic comedy
4: (laughs) (laughs) and i was like i
0: wouldn't go that far but i will enjoy that television show but now i want you to watch our flag needs death yes Yes.
1: (laughs) so and you
5: have yes i I made them watch it (laughs) it's
0: a loss of media exposure and and i feel like scott pilgrim uh is that that works well for that. Yeah, I have a lot of. I did read the comic. Like, yes, just now. we will
1: we will get into so. everyone's various familiarities with uh, Scott Pilgrim for sure. I would like to know before we transition into another topic, Laura. Who's your favorite Utsuna character? Oh my gosh, I blanked out and don't remember any of the names. <laughs> can you give us a hair color
0: <laughs> uh, no, I, i'll pull up a picture for
5: her i'm, I'm assuming the girls could probably guess um, um actually i'm not
0: i'm not sure, sure. i think
4: he, i think you yeah, said let me, that let you get a picture
0: with all of these goofy
3: bitches on
4: pink haired main character well no i like hair, her here's hair, a, a bunch of well. assholes
5: She's not there. Oh yeah, she is. She's right there. Oh you like Nabi. the Nami! The Nanami! Thank <laughs> you! There we go. Oh, he's my girl.
2: We did it, Pans. You got another one. You
5: I sure did, buddy. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, out of everything, like I keep switching, but the Nami is one of the ones that I keep going back to. Yeah, I love that of my, my life, life, my shining yeah. star. <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah.
0: There's the chaos energy that I think you two need.
1: <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> That's the most wholesome like in this group, actually. <laughs> I feel like before we get into Scott Pilgrim, I should probably. I feel like statistically, most people probably know what Scott Pilgrim is, but just in case, I don't. I want. I don't want to risk someone going into this because, like the the heyday of Scott Pilgrim has sort of has passed. passed, and I know we have listeners who are younger than us by quite a degree and so Scott Pilgrim was a it was a comic and that it was made into a movie it's about a guy and he like starts seeing this girl and she has a a bunch of uh ex-partners mostly ex-boyfriends but ex-partners in her past and they have all banded together and he has to fight them in order to i don't i don't know you know the the logic of scott pilgrim like the the logic is not the point it's it's a shonen inspired comic and it it's just the plot structure is just utena <laughs>
0: like yeah, i really feel like is. there's a hero's journey process that is very similar in that these two partners will meet early in the story and then have to sort through all of this other person's just awful trauma to get to the end.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. And
0: if that trauma is ex-boyfriends or it's jury, it's the same yeah. thing conceptually, I think, in yeah. storytelling. So there's a lot of Utena flavor there. And
1: we know that this is not a coincidence because there are several overt references to usana in the original comic, even most specifically, there is a singular scene in which a character has an Utena poster on her wall in her college dorm. So, like, mm-hmm. there's no question, like, I, you know, the the Shoujo and Shonen influence is like the, the the anime influence is written all over this comic. The but oh, yeah. like we do it smells know- the
0: way I hear under like I imagine Undertale does.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, like I would that's not a bad comparison. I would definitely say that as like far as a
0: game logic and kind of revels in as it.
1: as far yeah. as sort of like wearing its genre influences on its sleeve, mm-hmm. like it and Undertale definitely would have that Very in common. So.
2: Nothing, including Homestuck, has ever been more Homestuck than Undertale.
0: I see witches
2: that he had made something as Homestuck as Undertale, and that's not a, that. And I mean that in a derogatory sense. <laughs> And I like both I was watching things.
0: Scott Pilgrim and thinking he probably plays Undertale, mm. but I did not get that impression reading the manga mm. so <laughs> it was it was a it was a slightly different vibe,
1: yeah, but yeah, they-
0: absolutely well of wall references the
1: reason that we are talking about this is not just because like there are these obvious influences this came about because i received a discord message from i believe it was vana it could have been either of you <laughs> saying that scott pilgrim is basically Usna, which of course is a thing that i've been saying for years <laughs> and i had to read scott pilgrim for something else and i was like you know what fuck it let's do a two-in-one and we'll talk about scott pilgrim on here as well because i also not i mean i like scott pilgrim a lot both movie and comic but also i am extremely interested in hearing y'all's perspective on it as canadians and (laughs) uh fans
4: especially laura as she grew up in that milieu
1: yes Oh,
5: we like love the a segue. whole Ontario
4: house mm-hmm. party scene. Mm-hmm. Okay,
5: okay. Uh, so I, I said a lot of things last time we talked, and then I tried Googling them to make sure that I had the right information. And then I found out that I may have been doing a lot more illegal
1: things than I realized.
3: <laughs> oh,
1: no. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> for legal purposes, anything said in this podcast is for entertainment
4: purposes only. <laughs> That's right so no 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 worries that this is going to be subpoenaed in in like some court case that would require
1: cops to like listen to my podcast which i don't think they will
0: on one hand i really want more opsec in my life and on the other hand like really this is what you're okay well we just decided to take two pieces of media that are almost entirely unrelated and compare them just for navel gazing purposes
1: <laughs> we are fun. and you to can have listen fun. to that
0: cia welcome
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> so before we dig into scott pilgrim and its similarities to usna i want to get a temperature check on everybody's familiarity because originally going into this i feel like it was because yasha and vana were watching the movie probably with laura mm-hmm. and I suggested that everyone read the comic which I have read and love. I know that not everyone read the comic but um let's just Alice uh you have read comic and seen movie? Yes. Okay Cass you have read comic and seen movie. Vana you have read comic and seen movie. Yep. Yasha and Laura I assume have both just seen the movie did either of you read any of the comic i read the comic years ago but i have not read it recently so
3: okay that's fine that's fine
4: yeah
1: you know i i just am curious about everyone's familiarity Mm, and yasha you did not read the comic
4: i did not read the comic i instead spent the time cooking actually two solid days of cooking because one of my cousins was coming over and i hadn't seen him in like eight years well something? you are a fantastic
1: right. cook so i guarantee that was a better use of your time no matter what
0: <laughs> it was not however a better use yes my of cooking mine. is better so than I'm my random.
1: comprehension <laughs> i love this comic but like making delicious food a net better than than whatever bullshit we have going on tonight so yeah the, one of the major things about scott pilgrim is that it is set in toronto Correct. I, I don't yeah. okay uh it is set in toronto you guys are not in toronto but you're yep. f- familiar with other places in canada <laughs> it's
4: all the same. well i mean laura did grow up around that scene yeah were, i, I yeah, going to toronto yeah that was my my clumsy
1: like that was my clums, Segway? clumsy yeah. segue into laura why don't you tell us a little bit about like growing up in this music scene with as as little or as much detail as you are comfortable with yeah like what
0: where what did you live that made scott pilgrim so easy to make oh where's the
4: where's no the- oh, like- i remember you pointing out a bunch of things in the movie where they were working on location yeah and there mm-hmm. were places that you had been
5: yeah, and it's like I've been to that Pizza Pizza. I've been to that store. I've been to this play area. I've been, and it's so much fun watching it and seeing the places that I also went to.
4: And it's and just the places that you did your little shimmy in to get the the free pizza. <laughs> I remember that story. Yes. Uh, <laughs> also, also,
5: it's really, it's really funny to me because it's not something I noticed so much now, but now that we're discussing Toronto. It's really jarring to hear Toronto, and I'm just like I grew up with Toronto, like like that's
1: (laughs) yeah. You you grew up in that area. It's not a word I say often out loud, so like that's just sort of how it how it comes out. It
5: it, no no no, that's completely fair because that's how a lot of people in Ontario will recognize if you're from the Greater Toronto Area, right? Yeah. Depending on how you say Toronto or Toronto or even Toronto. Like like it's yeah. all dependent and then people will be like, "Oh yeah, you're from this area of of the greater Toronto area." <laughs> and mm-hmm. because I I didn't grow up like in actual Toronto. I grew up a few hours or if you're in the middle of the night, 20 minutes. <laughs> I'm, actually, I'm trying to remember the man- I remember the movie, but in the manga, a lot of
0: the scenes take place in transit from one place to the other. Yeah. And a lot of focus is put upon that because it's fucking winter a lot of the time, mm. or it's not winter and you get to celebrate that it's not winter. So, <laughs> and I think that part of like the Canadiana yeah. is, is where it's really drawing from a lot and then having all those locations. So you get this impression that all they kind of do is just walk the fuck around oh, and yeah. be I mean unsuccessful. <laughs>
5: Yeah, no, like Ontario, (laughs) Southern Ontario has a great transit system, like better now than it did 20 years ago, because like you have the subway in Toronto, you have the streetcars, you have the buses and everything. And like,
1: yeah, there's a lot of public transit use in this. Oh, yeah.
5: And that's why there's no park.
0: Oh, my God. Why? Okay, I just put something together. So one of the comments I made was one of the things that I had never experienced until I got up here is in Scott Pilgrim a lot. And it's that whole thing where you you just kind of get together and sit at one sh- shitty shitty restaurant doing nothing, picking your nose, and you do this basically drinking every coffee. Day. Drinking, drinking coffee, coffee. And that's basically what you do all day. There is nothing like that in South Florida, but there's parking lots. Mm-hmm. I'm used to them all hanging out in parking
3: lots.
4: Mm-hmm. And now I'm putting together
0: like of course nobody hangs out in the fucking parking lot. In Toronto, everyone is in transit to anything that has temperature controls. Yes! Mm-hmm. So they're always, though, so they're either in transit or they're in these like shitty little restaurants that have all of the local. Hey, 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 those shitty restaurants they're are great. Awesome. They're great. They're absolutely <laughs> great, but we can recognize that the food is not what you're there
1: for. Laura, <laughs> so, yeah. I have a question for you about sure. t- uh, Toronto. Mm hmm. Okay, so this doesn't come up in the movie, but a prominent location in one sequence of the comic takes place in a store called Honest Ed's. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been in Honest Ed's? Do you have any experience with? this? I don't have
5: any recollection okay. of Honest Ed's. It, I it's have like rec- a
1: big. It was like a big discount store. It's nope. A- it, it closed in 2016. Wait, Uncle Ed's. Honest,
4: so, so, Honest Ed's. Honest
1: Ed's. Honest Ed's. Okay, I'm just gonna Google it very quickly, just in
5: yeah.
4: case, because
1: it has its own Wikipedia page. So it it it'll. Be oh easy. no! Yes, I did go. Yeah. <laughs> there is a. In the comic, there is a like a, a one of the battles it's that close. Scott has mm-hmm. to do against one of the oh, evil exes. Oh, yeah, is it is. Yeah, that he has to survive yeah. uh, being in honest Ed's. And it, it's very funny, probably too complicated to put in the movie, which is why they did not. But mm-hmm. you do have a shot of it though. It's one of my favorite parts of the comic, the comic. so yeah. I was just curious as to if you had any experience with the real-life location of Honest Eds, which is just called Honest Eds in the comic. Yeah. They don't come up with, like, a fake name for
5: it. I remember it. I don't recall going, like, I, okay. I'm pretty sure I've gone in, but I don't recall anything else apart okay. from that. Um, but it is one of those signs that yeah when I because okay like I said when I saw the movie I saw the sign I'm like I mm-hmm. know where that is <laughs> yeah so like- but yeah no,
4: like yeah no if you want anecdotes pizza pizza is a better sure, one for sure. oh yeah
1: for sure <laughs> I was just I really needed to know about honest heads but yeah, I would also yeah. love to know about pizza pizza okay the pizza pizza story
5: is just I got free pizza and, <laughs> okay. and that's all and you don't need to know I know <laughs> Oh, no, okay, no. Okay. You have
4: to tell no, no. the story now. Podcast law says you have to tell the story.
1: I'm from near New Orleans. I'm aware of the things that people will do to get free items. <laughs> okay, okay. So,
5: pizza, and okay, I don't feel like this is only in Toronto. Because in where I grew up in Guelph, we also had another pizza pizza where if you did certain things, you would get free pizza. And I never did those things.
4: Okay, so what is, what is <laughs> what? What was the price of a slice? Um, it was cheap. <laughs> it was cheap, like a dollar?
5: Like a dollar to three dollars. No, I know it was a dollar because it was three dollars for yeah. a slice with Coke.
4: Okay, and, and what did other people do? Either flashing
5: or, well, flashing the above area or the bottom area, depending. <laughs> and, oh, and, so
4: you had people that would flip the skirt. Yep, even. Yeah. the
5: kilt. Cause, the kilt, oh. Because I went to Catholic school and I was a good girl. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: Oh, Yo, you okay. went to Catholic school just like knives chow. See, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> that is my biggest pet peeve
5: in the movie. I
1: Yeah. Will say. yeah. No?
5: So, Catholic school in Ontario is very specific yeah? because only one company sells the uniforms and there's at least 10 different plaid patterns, right? Uh-huh. So, The uniforms that Knives is wearing in the movie is not a Catholic schoolgirl uniform. It's a private schoolgirl uniform, but not a Catholic schoolgirl uniform. (laughs) Because, and I'm like, and I recognize that immediately off the bat because I'm just like, hey, 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 where's the kilts? Where's the plaid? And where's the McCarthy logo? Because, of course, like, the brand would have their own logo in their own uniform. So, so yeah, that was one of my biggest pet peeves in the movie is just, like, you got the wrong uniform.
4: I think she's telling this story to get out of what she did for the pizza. I just oh, stupid. Yes. did
1: nothing let's,
5: else. Hey, uh, <laughs>
4: let's circle back to the pizza. Which of
1: these illicit acts did you do for pizza? I was a good girl. I did nothing. I just... Kind of drop she- something. I believe in my heart of hearts that Laura is just so beautiful and charismatic that she was offered a free slice of pizza <laughs> for no reason. Thank you.
4: Other I, than I, this is why I no, 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 no. wasn't this Wasn't this word Legally Blonde came in with the Bendon's? Yes, the Bendon's. <laughs> I
5: was a good girl in my. Catholic school girl uniform. I only folded my kilt three times, not four or five.
3: Thank you. Oh my god.
5: I also have a much larger ass than most other people's, but hey.
6: So what I've learned from this is... (laughs) What I've learned in boating (laughs) school is... In Catholic school, it's deciding exactly how far do I want to lean into preconceived stereotypes of what Catholic schoolgirls are like for free pizza.
5: <laughs> free pizza is that, that is pizza. the major conflict. <laughs> hey, hey Pizza's pretty good, honestly. Exactly. And when you just don't want to go to the school cafeteria for it, you just That's walk right. outside and go to Pizza Pizza.
4: Yes. And then you do the bend and snap and then they, they give you Free pizza. Free pizza. <laughs> you
6: know what? That's fair. If I could yeah. get someone to give me free pizza, I, I do not care what they want me to show them. <laughs>
5: <laughs> uh, I like pizza. Pizza. It was good pizza. We don't have. Do we have pizza? Pizza? No, we then? don't have
4: it here. Mm. Edmonton
5: sucks. They also charge way too much for
4: pizza. Yes, <laughs> they do. You can't get a bend and snap pizza. Here. <laughs> you can't. It Pi- just doesn't happen.
5: Pizza in Ontario is extremely cheap; like a large is thirteen dollars, and here, like a small is thirteen dollars. Yep. So
4: it it makes I think no Toronto
0: sense. Toronto follows New York City rules in a lot of ways; mm-hmm. like it's a
4: lot more like New York City than anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. I guess so, for our listeners that aren't familiar with Toronto, best uh, pizza. Yeah, it's it's Canada's New York. <laughs> yeah, it really is.
0: If it's it's Canada's New York, Montreal is Canada's New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's all down. It's all Cleveland after that. Yeah,
4: exactly. um, <laughs> Pretty much. Well, Vancouver no, 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 no. Vancouver. Which... Is, yeah, there we go. So we've got Toronto is New York. Montreal is New Orleans. And Vancouver is San Francisco. And, it's and everywhere Cleveland else is Cleveland. Just, like <laughs> Cleveland now. Who was that? Was that Mark Twain that said that? That was a sick Mark Twain meth
0: reference we making right now. <laughs> Heck yeah. This is
4: the pro school we we Podcast. definitely yeah. super yeah. educated in this room here yep. today. Yeah, <laughs> I know lots of things. I have a question. So many. Mm-hmm.
1: So for Yasha and Vanna, at what point in watching Scott Pilgrim the movie did you guys decide that it was in fact just Utana?
0: I think the first thing I said was, "Oh hi, Akio."
1: Yeah, like I I want to I want to hear some of your like some of the process of realizing that, that the similarities here. I'm trying to remember the here. first time
0: Gideon is alluded to, and why.
1: Because
0: <laughs> I, I pretty much immediately went, oh, so he's like the Akio of this situation.
1: It also doesn't help that he is purple.
4: I mean... <laughs> yeah. For me, it was as soon as it was, you have to battle her evil exes. Yeah. yeah. I was like, yep, that's Utena. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I mean... I did read a little bit of the comic way long time ago. So I already knew about the Utena poster on the wall and all of that. So I was already prepped for that. So I did go into the movie going, all right, where's the Utena influence? Where's the Utena? And the the Utena influence is literally just... It's all like over. Structural. Yeah. It's yeah. in a bunch of the shots that are done in the movie. Uh-huh. But that was the first point, was just like, oh, so this is the structure of the thing. Mm-hmm. You have to battle the evil exes. That's Utina. Yeah, the the student Utena. council
1: literally is just Anthony's evil, evil exes. exes. Like sure. <laughs> I
4: mean it. In- you
1: know yeah like there's less of them but like implicitly the structure is the same like the fact that one of them is a girl is a fun like Mm -hmm. also similarity like yeah it's okay so
0: which of the x's is who then i (laughs) mean that's the problem (laughs) is it
1: it doesn't really map one to one it's just
0: really i feel like it's a genre that both of these pieces of media are in cuz i'm not i like i should caution from what i'm from here for the most part i'm not saying things like ooh this is a direct reference to utena specifically i don't usually mean that i mean that like this yeah. show is sitting in a same like contextual space mm-hmm.
4: so what you're people saying are coming is up it with smells some more ideas. like utena <laughs> yeah it smells like
0: utena <laughs> well it smells like utena and it's on purpose like when that castle shows up in the comic yeah. i don't necessarily go this is only an utena reference Mm-hmm. because it looks like there's an Utina reference a Sailor Moon reference mm-hmm. is in there I think cause of the oh ends. yeah
1: they, and that's stuff the thing like that. there's there's countless references like there's even yeah. stuff that like I was not familiar with but doing some like googling around and reading about the comic like seeing what other people had pointed out as like very blatant references to things that I didn't even pick up did, on. Did, did other people catch my Sandman one? I hadn't looked. I, did. I saw it I saw what you said. I uh didn't see that when I was googling, but I also it was I wasn't looking at that mm-hmm. specific scene. Okay. So. I was just curious well,
0: was, to see if I was just up my ass. No, no, no I you,
1: they were using the desire yeah. font.
5: Hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. I yeah. I definitely believe that you are are onto something there. That's just like when I it, it tracked. It was not a thing maybe. that I was specifically looking for. Was like Sandman mm-hmm. references. I was Fair, sort of looking more into like other like anime and video game references Mm -hmm. so that just sort of was not one that i came across but like it's absolutely like the same font and that's just like that's like scott pilgrim is just sort of like as a comic is sort of a feast for the eyes in Mm -hmm. in many ways it's very fun and playful i predicted that you would not like this comic vonna how do you feel (laughs) having read it (laughs)
0: I don't regret the time. It was a good comic. It's
1: not your thing, which is yeah, why I said a, that I didn't think you would like it. But It's
0: a brilliant comic that's not for me. Because it is brilliant. There's some really amazing, like, just depictions of mental states mm-hmm, and how it's, mm-hmm. how they map it. I love how, they, how it's played with, like, you know, frames fading out and the page mm-hmm. is starting to fall apart. I love all that kind of stuff but the general tone and tenor is...
4: is Okay, but there is beautiful. one thing in that comic that is absolutely for you, and it's that you recognize every single Smashing Pumpkins t-shirt that that <laughs> oh, guy has. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, the, the, the fact that in the comic, the sword is pulled out of Scott's chest and mm. it's a Smashing Pumpkins shirt with a heart causes me to actually... Well, it's also... <laughs> SP
1: also stands for Scott Pilgrim.
0: -hmm. Oh fuck! (laughs) All right, look. See, here's the thing. Smashing Pumpkins. I I can't stress enough. Was my thing.
1: That
4: was Mm -hmm. the band
0: I listened to to the exclusion to fucking all others. I, when I was 12, I felt like I was cheating on them if I wasn't listening to Smashing Pumpkins. Well, yeah. and
1: there's a whole chapter called, like, there's a whole volume called Infinite Scott Sadness. Pilgrim in the Infinite Sadness. Like, yep, very... yeah, it's all right there. And
0: I'm like, wow, the Smashing Pumpkins do to the pipeline.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and like I said, I, I did not expect you to like this, but I did say you should read it anyway. And I'm glad that you did, even though I, I did enjoy it.
0: I got a lot out of it.
1: I know that it's not for you. I think that uh, Scott Pilgrim is such a good, mm-hmm. it's such a good comic that I'm glad that you, you powered through.
4: Even if it mm-hmm. is a little dated in
0: spots.
1: Oh, definitely. But honestly, oh, I was absolutely. kind of enjoying
0: reading how it was dated and realizing it's only a decade old. Yeah,
1: You read like, the wow. uh, original black and white version. Yes, I did. Which I've actually never read. I've only ever read it in color. So,
0: Honestly, I, I kind of, feel like it would have been easier for me to keep track of who is who that was a challenge <laughs> in the black and white the hair color the hairstyles are not quite distinct enough. yeah to
6: jack up. It, it does work a lot better in color i have to say and yeah. also but you, I it, the you missed the best joke
2: felt like
5: i was in a shitty place <laughs> no, no no i think i showed her that joke she did you... show me the joke the,
2: okay the hair, no, me the hair color, the hair color yeah. joke is better in black and white yeah because in yep, black and white, funny. you have the added absurdity of her, of them saying, you punch the, you, like, punch the hair, like the highlights out of her hair, but you yep. can't really tell what's going on because it's a black and white, which defeats the entire purpose of having that happen. Yeah, which is it's, infinitely funnier. <laughs> it is color.
3: fun getting
6: kind of screwed well, the, the actual best uh, hair color joke is the one where... Um,
1: Ramona's natural hair color. That's what yeah, I thought you your, were going to yeah.
3: say.
6: Yeah. The, the thing that broke me about that is reading it in color... The editor's note that he added <laughs> in was just funny being, and like black and white. was funny in black and white. I swear, yeah, it's really <laughs> it good. funny again.
1: Very cute. But yeah, I the use of color in the color version of the comic is actually just so good and so beautiful. But like there, there's merits to both versions, which I think is really cool. Also, oh,
4: definitely.
1: So I think it was. I I think it was actually really fun that we have sort of a a broad range of experiences with the comic Mm -hmm. because okay, so Vana, you read the black and white version. Cass, you read the color version.
6: Yep, I read the original color version. So plus color minus the uh the text (laughs) editing to Yeah, I because of the R word.
1: I uh I've read the original, but most recently I read the 2019 updated version where they took out uh uses of the r slur and i think other d- dated hunting, slur yeah. and slur adjacent language that just doesn't it is just not as uh can not we talk ad- about wallace not as okay anymore we can't yeah. i would love to talk about wallace Please, my wallace is the Wakaba. my beautiful baby boy my precious angel wallace wells who i love <laughs> with all of my heart and my twitter name as we record this is
4: lesbian wallace Wells. <laughs> so, do you think Wallace Wells is named Wallace Wells because of Wakaba? I know, confirmed. but uh, maybe
1: I don't know. Confirmed
2: but confirmed. I'm going to say yes, just to just to be bold.
1: He is he the Wakaba of the story. In it's very endearing,
4: yeah, no,
0: like, in really
1: good ways,
0: as, and that's appropriate because Scott Pilgrim is, needs Wakaba in his life. Yeah, <laughs> like
1: <laughs> Scott is. Um, not, I mean, okay, Scott is an asshole. Scott is an,
3: that's an asshole. asshole. Yeah, the that's...
6: point of Scott Pilgrim versus the world is mm-hmm. that Scott is a kind of guy and it is written from the perspective of someone who either has been before or has known a lot of this oh, kind no, of God. guy. I feel
2: like and it's a little bit of both. I just realized that Scott Pilgrim is about, is literally the act of making of a guy to get mad at.
1: not exactly because like i it comes across as i believe that a lot of stuff about scott is probably drawn from like real life so it's not it's not just making up a guy from whole cloth to be mad at it's it's taking things from real life experience and sort of like, like exemplifying them in a single person
0: He's, he's he's a man-going-their-own-way-adjacent sort of guy. How so-
1: fucking dare you? <laughs> Listen, I will- Look, Scott is an asshole, and I will 100% stand by that. But men going their own way? That's too far.
6: <laughs> he is it this is, close uh, to That, that it is no actually choice. too far. For one thing, Scott actually- Scott had to end, have an imagination and interiority
3: person
1: scott is actually like a, a good and sweet person with that
3: like uh, he, okay look,
1: okay in the, maybe in the movie the, the, <laughs> no i'm
0: even talking about the comic we are still talking about the comic i
5: if i okay if i remember properly he does have that drinking problem that he can't seem to accept but he has oh, a drinking problem no
1: absolutely 100 mm, yeah. percent. like i think he's not okay good is maybe a stretch. I think Scott Pilgrim <laughs> is not a bad person and that's something that he then says. And I agree with that. I don't think he's a bad person,
6: but, but I I think the end of the story by the end of the story Scott has remembered how not to be a bad person.
1: I think he is a bit of a stunted man child in many ways and i mean, uh, I mean it's he early
5: is. 2000s who wasn't stunted in the and it is a 2000s. part
1: of his character development is kind of like realizing that he has been stunted and growing out of it which i mean is also an arc that Utsuna goes through realizing that like this idea of being a prince has sort of like stunted her and given her this idea of what she thinks life is supposed to be like when that's not really how the real world works and that's not how the world works for scott either
0: Mm -hmm. it seems like they're like sharing the responsibility of learning how to get their own little weirdnesses to correspond to wanting to be around other people like they both have these great foundations but they Mm -hmm. don't necessarily fit it well well,
1: elsewhere utana has a lot more like I feel like Utna engenders a lot more goodwill towards the audience because, like, <laughs> she is not as much of an asshole all of the time.
6: Utena does not have to learn how to be a good person. Utna oh. has to understand that she has been... Utna's story is fundamentally about understanding that the social myth that she buys into is one that is hostile to her and she mm. needs to get out. Scott's is about... You know, learning that the social myth that he has bought into is dumb and is keeping him from understanding how to be a good person and he needs to get out.
1: They are similar, but different enough. Scott Pilgrim might be
0: more Toga than
6: Nuts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, he absolutely yeah, is. I like We, we joke about Scott and Utna lining up, but the real character he is probably the most like to me is actually... Um, I'm going to get myself killed for doing this because I'm about to get roasted by four other people who've seen oh, it. I have no
0: know. idea what the hot takes I've got.
6: Here we go. Uh, Scott Pilgrim is what if Akio was a fuckboy?
0: Yeah, I was literally just sitting here like, what okay, if Akio's bro fuckboy? That, that, okay. that is
6: where I'm going with this. I will not back down. Okay,
0: I um, y'all. Akio's point discuss. of view of what is happening to him. Oh. Uh, yeah. I, that's, I feel like I'm that's, on board very, with it.
1: that's very charitable to Akio, but okay. I'm on board I, with it.
6: it. It is extremely I charitable to Akio, but like, if there was a character I was going to point to in Utina who has the most chance to have an analogous arc to Scott Pilgrim, because there's not really like a one-to-one in the Utina yeah. cast for him. No. It would be Akio, because... Do you know
0: why? Because Akio is the pile of all the rest of the characters in Utina, so you're looking at two summaries.
3: Mm-hmm
0: and saying that they kind of match i think
3: yeah
4: honest. no you're right about that
0: and like and i agree this is absolutely because you know what the thing about still scott pilgrim and all of these X's and then the manga i'm gonna keep saying that
3: because it was in I'm black pretty, and white in I'm my head sure.
1: i mean it is deliberately like inspired <laughs> really by like shonen it, yeah. manga so you know <laughs> it was released in volumes like a manga so yep but they, there's more similarity
0: between him and the other group and a lot more is said of how he's just going to be another one of them in the making mm-hmm. and they're all akio yeah they're all shitty bad guys crawling all over each other trying mm-hmm. to get to the top of Fuckboy boy mountain so that <laughs> yep. they can maybe reach the castle of tens in the sky or
4: whatever it is they're after the yeah. castle of endless pussy Endless <laughs> tens only. It endless is a tens castle the, of The castle movie. of
6: not getting over Ramona.
4: Yes.
0: And that is the other thing. They're all Accio, because that is absolutely. <laughs> good
6: mm-hmm. Yeah, like the the other difference between Scott Pilgrim as a story and Udna as a story, if I'm gonna throw that one out there, is that uh Ramona is not Anthe no. by There's
0: similarities. I think she occupies the same storytelling space.
6: Yeah. Yeah, like it's the same. They've, they've got a lot of the same ideas going on, but, like, the major difference between Ramona and Anthe is Anthe feels like she deserves to be in the position she is in. Yeah. Ramona does not. And Anthe is
4: a lot more malicious yeah. about using her status and her limited Ramona's, in her Ramona's view like, power. trying to get the fuck out. Yeah, Ramona is yeah. trying to get out.
6: Yeah, Ramona's response to anything... Which she kind of, like, goes over herself at the end of the story is, like, she would much rather just, like, when she knows something is about to change in a big way, she feels the need to kind of preempt it herself.
5: Yeah. So mm-hmm. she has
6: control over her situation. She mm-hmm. runs,
5: runs, runs.
6: Anthe's kind of original sin is sort of, like, fully ceding control in situations she shouldn't. Wait a minute, Because
1: of Wait sense a
0: minute. of guilt. Well, that's also- She is Anthe. Because mm. this is a post-series fic
4: oh ramona yeah. does because sort of go this through
5: this
1: she left she goes through some of that struggle of like and i mean part of that is also like there's in, in the this doesn't really come up in the movie but in like the, i mean they have like the the thing where gideon is controlling her with like the chip on yeah. her neck or yeah. whatever it's, which is a much dumber plot point Sorry. Yeah, I wasn't as fond of that. It's but... a little more nebulous in the comic. And he has, it, like, Gideon has a way of, like, getting into people's heads and, like, influencing them. And so. Very, whether yeah, or not. Whether or not uh Ramona actually sort of, like, desires letting go of that control and being, like, or feeling like she is deserving of. Of Gideon's control over her in the way that he kind of wants to exert it is a—it's uh, uh, a little muddier.
6: I—I I would say that with this rush in my head, the take I had with that was that, and maybe this is just because I vibed with this on like a kind of very straightforward allegorical level. Sure, Gideon does not so much control you by getting in your head. He—he's literally living in your head rent free. Yes. Yeah. It works because. Ramona, like by her own admission, kind of like she likes to pretend that her breaks from other people are a lot cleaner than they are.
5: Mm-hmm. She thinks that they're mutually like decided instead of like she just destroyed a person and walked away.
6: Yeah, she she thinks those breaks are a lot cleaner, and she also thinks that she is over people when she's not entirely like mm-hmm. there is the whole the whole thing with uh, Roxy Richter is like, are you actually over this?
0: Yeah, you know, and she can't really tell.
6: Yeah. Yeah, and with Gideon, it's like, you get the sense she definitely made a right decision in getting out of that relationship because Gideon is bad in every conceivable way.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: But, like, the best title of the comic is just Scott and Ramona, like, looking at each other after he co- basically gives them the, 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 you know, you two are just as bad! And they go, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. <laughs> No, actually, you are worse. We found the one guy saying Gideon
1: controls people is maybe not the exact best verbiage, yeah. but he does like he has an influence there, and it's like yeah,
6: he, it is he, he like part, part of the free.
1: it's part we, of the glow is what it's yeah. referred to in the comic, and it's like his ability to sort of exert negative influence on like their emotions via the by living subspace in their highway. highway. Yeah. Okay,
0: I don't yeah. I don't remember how explicit it is in the movie now that I'm thinking about it.
1: The glow isn't a thing in the movie.
0: No, but I mean like in the comic it is pretty
4: explicit what the draw is or at least Well, the for is. the one of us who hasn't read the comic recently, why don't you go um, ahead and explain Once that?
0: once we're switched to the depiction of him in her head, mm-hmm. she's like bdsm kneeling next to him and mm-hmm. very much it's like she has that. like
1: a collar with like yeah. a yeah. leash on
6: it
0: okay yeah and that's like how she likes to imagine
6: the kind of outfit i immediately look at and go one this is probably way more expensive than anything in my closet probably two, yeah two damn it i want it though
0: <laughs> i know right like come on that's kind of a look but it's that's a look it looks pretty explicitly sexual like the girls that are in the coffins above him okay so
5: yeah i was wondering about that because I, I can't remember that well right because it's been years since i read it doesn't he freeze every single one of his ex-girlfriends he does yes.
1: there's that's what i i referred to as looking like the castle where eternity dwells yeah. he has like a big yeah. structure full of these cryogenically frozen ex-girlfriends of his
0: I'm like now. I'm imagining all the Utenas that came before. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: If she opened the wrong door, she would have walked into that. I guess, but that's doesn't Bluebeard she know vibes. that he
5: does that, and that's why she runs away?
6: I can't remember. I will be. honest. I don't remember if it's that. If that's no, like, they explicitly
1: they lied, find like... that out like during the final fight? part, or the final fight yeah. sequence. Uh, no, like she the breakup between Ramona and Gideon the first time is like she just. Decides that she needs to get away. I think, but and he like kind of loses his entire shit because you know he it. Gideon. Yeah, yeah, he he's not girls. Used- yeah. yeah, he's not used to being dumped which is why he ended up the the whole reason that the and I feel this like really it's is sort of a post
0: series I'm sorry
1: this is like literally just it's oh sort of a disservice that the movie doesn't actually have this as part of the plot but like he the whole reason he got like the the evil exes put together was because he went on like reddit and made like it was and, a drunk and, yeah like he made that. an
0: angry post he made yeah, an angry drunk
1: post about how upset he was about ramona breaking up with him and he got several responses from people who had also dated ramona and that's how like, i think yeah. the girls
0: and stuff like that aspect that get downplayed in the movie because frankly that gets a little too into how Im- how clear it is that he's abusive.
5: Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is
0: something that was a lot clearer in the manga. He's more mm-hmm. visibly abusive yeah. Yeah. Of, mm-hmm. of the women.
6: More physically abusive and more pathetic. Yeah. Which is, yeah. I think, yeah. something you use a little bit from the movie.
0: He like more the more movie Akio vibe yeah. in the manga. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ironically. Where he just had a pathetic air right from the start. Mm-hmm. But you knew it was because you were seeing the actual version of him. But it was very clear that, like, Ramona and everyone else is just seeing just the the some avatar of what they yeah. think the he glow is. Yeah, he's the glow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think that gets downplayed at the bouton, which is fair. Would have made it less yeah.
1: fun. Yeah, I mean, the, the problem with the Scott Pilgrim movie is that they made a movie instead of a series. Which is going to be... I actually
0: thought the movie was brilliant
1: no look i like the movie a lot and i think it does a lot of things really well i think that like it is sort of the best you could expect from a movie adaptation of six volumes of a comic but Mm -hmm. i just don't like i think that like pacing suffers when you try to condense Mm -hmm. six volumes down into two hours which is Mm I I the hope other cha- the
0: sub characters were much more. Yeah, like so, fleshed
1: out. So many of the mm-hmm. side characters have like actual character arcs in the comic versus the movie. You lose where, a like...
6: lot of Scott's thing with Kim. You lose. Yeah, you, oh, no, lose, uh,
1: you lose a lot of Kim. You lose a lot of knives. You, lo- you you lose a ton of
6: knives. You lose basically knives whole arc actually.
1: You lose some of young Neil. Like you lose some of steven stills it's just like i think the movie is really great i think it's impeccably casted for like 99 percent of it and i think that the execution of it is basically the best you could possibly expect for a scott pilgrim movie but they are making
6: i have one qualm with the execution i have two qualms i have one qualm
1: oh i do know
6: no, th- th- this is a much dumber qualm than my actual qualm. Yeah. Well, they're they're <laughs> going to be
1: Netflix is supposedly supposed to be making a Scott Pilgrim anime. They recently gutted mm. their animation division, so I don't know how that's going to pan out. But it hasn't been canceled, so I mean, as far this is as not we know, as far yeah. as we know, this is uh, a project that is supposed to be happening. But I'm so glad it is is
0: just. An isolated, random little. Yeah, thing yeah. nobody cares. About. I'm just
1: interested <laughs> in. I think that like there's plenty of opportunity and room for like a a fleshed out series Scott Pilgrim adaptation and. Yeah.
0: I can only imagine Usuna references would increase dramatically if you gave it to a television animation studio.
1: Theoretically, I hope it will be good. Uh well, you know, there's literally no telling because it got announced in January and then like the announcements of cut exactly. to the animation division were in April. So Yeah. So my thing with with
5: the movie and the comic, if I remember properly, uh uh-huh. the movie came out before the series could end, that's so true. actually, yeah, the movie ended up actually changing the ending of the comic because uh, no,
1: the the comic changed the ending of the movie. Was it? Yeah they they shot a whole ending for the movie where Scott ends up with knives at the end, and yeah, then. Really? Yes. And then Why? the yeah. the ending oh. of the comic came out and they did reshoots for the end of the movie. What's, oh, see, I heard this differently. Uh, no, I, I did some research about this last okay. week when I was doing the other podcast.
5: See, that's what I wanted to know because I had heard that they did the workshop of the ending with knives and they wanted to do that because that's how the comic book was supposed to end. And then the audience absolutely freaking hated it. And then they changed it to that and then he changed the ending of the comic to match
1: what i it, it is my understanding from the yeah. research that i did last week uh, i don't like have my my notes or anything in front of me but um yeah. it is my understanding that the comic was like the ending of the comic came out it was going to be coming out like right before the, or like right after the movie was going to come out or like around the same time and so they were in production they, together and they influenced each other probably mm-hmm. they had already finished shooting the movie and they had the ending with scott ending up with knives and Gosh, after after the ending of the comic had been written and Scott ends up with Ramona, Brian O'Malley, who we have not actually mentioned at all uh, by name, <laughs> but is the the Brian Lee O'Malley, creator of Scott Pilgrim. He did not like the ending of the movie being that he that Scott was going to get with knives. So well, that well, shit is... It is a they really did bad idea you. to end the movie on
6: that note.
1: It is a very... I agree weird it would have been a very weird ending for the movie especially because like they are kind of setting up this whole idea that scott dating knives was like not a good thing and then to have him end up with her i think is a deeply weird ending i'm i'm glad that they Mm -hmm. did reshoots i feel bad for uh i don't remember the name of the actress who played knives but she's great and uh like they had to like break it to her that they were reshooting the ending and she she ended up being she, like she was okay with it but i do feel a little bad for her yeah yeah i think but it was it still works better i with. think it's not a good ending to have him <laughs> in double times i, I feel yeah. like that's Is the
0: asshole ending dumb yeah. and mm-hmm. weird like, yeah like you were setting him up way long to be an unappealing kind of protagonist mm-hmm. you can't give that kind of protagonist that Shitty, yeah. You
4: can't give that kind of protagonist what they actually wanted at the beginning,
0: yeah, because they're unappealing for a reason. You have to grow past it.
6: I would assume Scott wanted knives at the beginning. Because, pulling from some more from the comic characterization here, but Mm -hmm. I think this is still kind of a thing in the movie, yeah. One of the things the comic really posits is not just that it's like it was bad to date knives because she is a high schooler and that is bad and dumb on its face. Mm-hmm. But also it was kind of worse in a way because he didn't actually like seem her. to like her. Yeah, Like most, we see them going on dates in the comic and it is the most awkward chemistry list yeah. of all time. There's, it,
4: they have much more chemistry in the movie. What I mean though, is, is basically if you have Scott ending up with knives, you're just putting him back in the same situation he was in, in the beginning.
6: of. Oh, the, oh yeah. yeah. You're, where, you're just uh, putting
1: him back at square yeah. one.
6: Yeah. I, I just, I, I, I guess I object to the wording of like this is a thing he wants because part of the the reason Scott is a bad person at the beginning is this is not what he wants.
3: Yeah. And he
6: is too pathetic a human being to kind of actually understand.
4: Yeah. There must have you know. been some impetus for him to date knives in the first place. That's all I meant by wanted. Oh I sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think they, it was yeah. just
6: he like Scott is desperate for other people to like him and knives gave him easy validation. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. I think I think it's worth yeah. because you did want to kind of like make uh room for people heart super familiar with Scott Pilgrim, especially yeah. like younger people. Uh I this is like like late 2000s era. Oh yeah. Know, so also like technically written. I
1: didn't I didn't introduce yeah. uh-huh. the dating high schooler part of the plot when yeah. I mentioned the Th- plot that's summary. That's what I'm getting at. But, that's, but that that that's, is thing that something yeah An important facet of the book is that in the very beginning Scott Pilgrim who is I believe 23 23 23 because
6: yeah. he turns 24 at yeah. the yeah. Uh, he the
1: is
3: midpoint.
1: he is 23 years old and at the very beginning of the book he is dating a 17 year old high school student and you know uh you're, you you may intro. not you may not believe me when I say this not in a creepy way (laughs) like there are definitely creepier ways that you could be going about it Scott mostly seems like kind of a dumbass as opposed to like a weird pervert
3: so I'm not gonna
1: I'm not gonna say that it's not okay, that it. I'm not going to excuse like any of the actions. He's it's just, just so
0: hapless that it seems like he might have gotten into this relationship, forgetting to check her age.
5: Yeah, and well, then
0: like three dates in, found out she was 17, and is now no,
4: having no, 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 to, no. like. What were
5: you going to say, Laura? So, so the one thing that for me hits because Ontario, and again, I tried to look this up, and I couldn't find it out uh, uh, afterwards. But yeah, like I grew up in Ontario. One of the things that. I because I was in high school from 2000 to 2004 in Ontario. And one of the things that always got drilled into our brains, and I, again, could not find it now, is the wonderful age of consent laws at that point Mm -hmm. in Ontario, which is wonderful of the age of consent was 14 years old, plus five. Yeah. So I've similar stuff like that. Yeah. So knives at 17 dating a 23 year old is complete was completely legal at that point. So I'm, th- gonna, I'm gonna play the
0: Accio card and be like, "It doesn't matter whether it was." Legal.
5: Oh no no no! It doesn't matter, like, but it's yeah. one of those things that
0: yeah, it's like, like the asterisk. because oh, yeah, it I was. Know, that's a
6: plot point it too, because late in the book, Scott actually has this moment of realizing, "Oh, that was illegal, wasn't it?"
1: Yeah, he yeah. he has a moment of realization that that was probably that was not a a good idea.
0: See, and y'all were talking <laughs> about this that that angle, and I'm sitting here like, "Oh no, that's not even a decade thing. That." That's been normal for a very long time. The thing that I was getting at where it's relevant to, like, that time period is I feel like the tropes of Scott as being, like, the financial deadbeat that just borrows borrows your credit cards, is totally just crashing on everybody's couch, eats your chips, is basically just listless and a waste. That trope was funny back then. It kind of hits differently after two waves of depression and, Mm -hmm. like, three years of COVID. Now it's like, oh, fuck this dude. <laughs> but what was funnier back then?
1: The whole like economic situation that North America is in was very different, very different in the yeah. early 2000s. And I feel like it's it was probably a lot easier for... And I mean, Scott is when you read the comic like you know that his parents are fairly well off so like he comes from like a middle probably upper middle class background so like he has a lot of privilege afforded to him, but he also has, like... Scott Topham reminds
6: me of, my, of what I was before I transitioned.
1: There, there's a way that he is able to, like, couch surf and skate by that mm-hmm. without, like, much money that is not as sustainable anymore. Yeah, like, it, you
0: don't see that anymore because nobody has the wiggle room for that. Well, it's... Yeah, mm-hmm. like,
1: everything is so much more expensive that, like, you can't as easily just be picking up the tab for your deadbeat friend every time that
4: you go out to eat or whatever. But back in the day... That would have been a normal
3: thing, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, Even, even like, when
0: I was up here visiting, that was normal. Like, well, yeah, it was like whoever pick up, picks up the coffee that day, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, and that I remember still hearing happens, these kinds but it's
1: just it, like within the past five years, yeah, the price of everything has gone up, and people's wages are not so.
0: I would even yeah. say in this in the last decade, it's been like a huge shift.
1: Yeah, so mm-hmm. so
0: a lot of the tropes that Scott Pilgrim like embodies don't track they they look bad they look bad mm-hmm. on top of all of yeah. the bad jokes. it's just it's yeah, not as but...
1: relatable as it could have been yeah
0: but that's my point is it he looks worse now that i think he was supposed to look then i think he was supposed to be kind of more of a
1: he does seem a little more not... of a deadbeat
0: yeah mm-hmm.
6: yeah i was gonna throw one out there well two out there one the most obvious thing to say about scott pilgrim is uh spot the 2008 housing crisis yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
6: yeah, like the the exact point where it just became. Well, I mean, but how did that
4: affect Canada? Because Scott Pilgrim is set in Canada, so yeah. what was yeah. it that two thousand eight did to us? You were not enough into it. I was not enough into it. I'm pretty what, like. What did actually it? did that? Because that does change things. Well, no, we didn't like, feel it as harshly up here. I don't think. M- uh, no, Toronto
5: felt it. Toronto, Toronto but, felt yeah. it. Yeah, Toronto felt it, and. It was, it kind of dipped and then recorrected itself hugely.
1: Like,
3: it was according it, it
1: was- to Google. Uh, sales of existing homes fell from forty uh, percent from their peak in mm-hmm. two thousand eight, mm-hmm. and uh, the national resale price for houses dropped by uh, almost ten percent.
4: Yeah. Yeah, so, but yeah. that's still nowhere near what happened in the States. Yeah. No, for sure. Well, but it's still really it still though. affected it. it. Yeah.
1: But yeah, the
5: the the correction it's afterwards it was the housing bubble is itself I think did a big damage. Mm-hmm. Like right now, uh Toronto housing prices is just through the roof. Oh yeah, I sold the garage for three point million dollars. It's just like it's less than I expected. I was hoping, you know, for three point five, but you know, mm-hmm. I had to sell the yeah. garage. And it's just like Screw you. A shack sold, like, two months ago. <laughs> like, a like a tiny shack for, like, $1.8 million or something. It's kind Ridiculous. of hard to reconcile
0: that with, like, reading the comic and watching the movie and seeing all these dead Pete's that just go to second cup for what seems like a part-time job mm-hmm. uh, and and are therefore able to pay rent, which is... <sighs> Mm-hmm. But you know what no. that is? I actually had this
5: thought.
1: Well, they this are also, everyone that ecstasy. you see is living yeah. with roommates. Like, nobody's yeah. living on their own. No. Exactly.
5: Like Like, living in that environment, it, it was one of those things like, oh yeah, it's a room for one. We have three people here. Like, no doubt about it. Co-have. Yeah, like, yeah. Kim
1: has two roommates that she absolutely hates, but until like, at least halfway through the story she has to live with because of like, the housing situation. Yep, yeah, you yeah. can't afford otherwise. Like, I mean, Scott literally sleeps in a bed with his roommate because that's the only bed they have in their literal one-bedroom apartment.
5: Yep, and like that—that that to me was very regular. Because like me and my friends, even though later on we all had our own rooms but at the beginning it was pretty much three of us on a bed Mm -hmm. at times and that well that started when I was in dorm to be honest (laughs) but like it that's how we knew we could get along as roommates was because we could all sleep in the same bed in dorm and not have a problem so yeah no like that like when I watch Scott Pilgrim, that's why I feel like it's a very Ontario Canadian film. Mm-hmm. Like it's it just
0: stinks of Canadiana. Yeah, like,
5: it does.
0: Canadians from their end of thing uh, complain a lot about how they don't have a sense of like Canadian culture. Like, wow, well, we don't have a sense of Canadian culture. All it is is a moose and a mountie.
1: That's because they haven't seen Scott Pilgrim. As a
0: bisexual on this front, mm-hmm. you know, been, I go both ways. Canada does have a culture, it's just a very goofy weird, kind of irreverent one and it frequently gets exported as a non Canadian brand of comedy in the US. Yeah. But that is a that that all those comedians have that Canadian yeah like like Flavor. thing about them.
5: Yeah. But this whole out, comic the whole movie
0: just stank of Canada. <laughs> like I could just smell the border. Oh my god. Like,
5: yes. And like I that's why I love the movie and like you just feel the Canadian radiate out of it. <laughs> or at least the Southern Ontarian <laughs> Canadian,
4: Laura. I wanted to ask you a little more about the um, the house party scene. Okay, yeah, there's a lot you, of house parties in yeah, the show, and yeah. they
0: just seem so.
1: It like, seems daria. like there's a lot of parties in the comic, Vana. I don't know if you remember. Right, yeah, they, they were, and no, like it's a, it's a running gag that Julie throws terrible
5: house parties uh, because yeah.
4: you said that you'd met people who later made it big in Hollywood. Yeah, even. Mm-hmm.
5: Like, I, I went to house parties. There was, like, so many bodies, so many people, both in Waterloo and, and Kitchener, where I went to university, and then, again, like, we used to do the wonderful, hey, it's the middle of the night. Let's see how fast we can drive to Toronto. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I used to go, yeah, to a lot of house parties where, pe- like, oh, my God, what was it called? I can't remember the the channel, but we Much used to- Music? no 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 we didn't have much music much we had much more music much more music was our thing (laughs) but no like uh, popular mechanics for kids and that's where a lot of like or like that tv show uh, not tv show that channel we had a lot of people who made it big there and then i ended up going to parties where people just complained about their their friends from those tv shows making it big in hollywood and then just being so angry and bitter that they didn't and then fast forward a few years. Oh, look, he's in Hollywood too. <laughs> wow. Canadian
0: sour grapes yeah. makes some real tart wine.
3: Oh yeah,
5: remember. and it's just like I remember going to those parties. I remember like people being like, "Oh yeah, no, the original hipster culture of like, I like them before they were cool. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like I like this one band."
4: That nobody ever knows, but I don't want to share yeah, it. Yeah, that's something you were saying about yeah, the bands, is that as soon as they, like, became, sold out, then nobody wanted to see them again. Nobody wanted that's to see them again. That's
0: depicted in the story. Yeah. yeah I, I think in both, because there's, especially in the in the manga, <laughs> there's, there's a process where they start recording their album and it takes forever and ever yep. and ever. And you get the and you start to realize that recording the album was really just breaking up yeah. in you know a slightly more delicate way and it's got this sense of like the moment they started telling people that they were recording an album they got kind of like
5: Oh yeah, that's yeah. a step
0: back from yeah, what yeah. So they I weren't respect. cool oh,
4: indie, bands they anymore. Weren't, oh, indie bands. They weren't cool indie bands.
0: Mister Fancy with their recording with or whatever, Oh yeah, like that sort of attitude.
4: Which, by the way, I do want to point out that Sex Bob-Om is a Final Fantasy reference. Very <laughs> good. Bob-Om is Bob-om, an enemy yeah. in Final Fantasy, and uh, I've killed several. thousand of them probably I believe that like in the manga and in
1: the the comic and I also I believe that this sequence is no maybe it's not actually in the movie I think it it was in some of the deleted scenes but like Scott lifts the plot of a video game as part of like one of the backstories for like him and like what the the part in the comic where it's the flashback of kim getting kidnapped or whatever and he has yeah to there, there's a guys.
6: beat where he fully imagines basically having a video game boss against <laughs> yep. the guy and the later reveal is that he just straight up um he
1: he absolutely a hundred percent lifts the plot of river city ransom as yeah. as mm-hmm. his like Very remembering unshy. of this conflict with this other person
6: yeah like li- which is you you get that he's embellishing the memory. Actually when I read this so I I'm familiar enough with like weird old video games that I've heard of River City Ransom before. I didn't realize that was what they were doing until. Like,
1: I only, I, I'm more familiar with River City Girls, I think. Yeah. And yeah. River City
6: Girls is like the new one they did. Yeah. And, uh,
1: I, I just happened to see someone say, like, because I was doing some reading about like other like people's yeah, posts about Scott Pilgrim it, it and saw someone mention the River City Ransom bit. So, yeah, it, That's it is 100% why I from
6: that. River City Ransom. I didn't make that connection until you said it just now the connection i made was that uh it's one of the best jokes in the comic because and it takes multiple volumes to tell Uh because when he has that flashback the first time it's in like volume two i think
3: Mm -hmm. and And it's only a little bit
6: established at this point that scott pilgrim takes place in a world that is more or less our world but occasionally people just have anime fights and that's a normal enough thing that Mm -hmm. like the, the characters are completely un- unimpressed by it, uh, and Scott's skill as a combatant goes completely unremarked on most of the time.
1: Mm-hmm. Aside from every time they say Scott's the best fighter in the province,
6: which is technically over- <laughs> once. There's also the running gag in I think it's volume five with the Kadianaki twins, where like as each most of the fights happen off screen, and it it's kind of explained like, come on, he'll be fine. He's Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, mm-hmm. but. Yeah the gag is like you you kind of like assume like okay maybe he literally did fight his way up through 90 floors of a school and have a boss fight at the end because in the that world like of this it's relatively normal <laughs> and then later you find out that like he has fully fully misremembered all of that maybe with some help from Gideon based on a couple of things Gideon says
1: Yeah yeah, there's definitely the implication that Gideon's influence impacted Scott embellishing some of his memories. That's some accio vibes. Yeah, right like there. I said, the accio yeah. shit is way worse than mm-hmm. the, in the comic. Oh, why, yeah. Why
0: get in your head and. I And also, I'm super into dressing you up like a doll. That's what gets me off. And I'm like, he literally says <laughs> that.
1: He just says that, yeah. that, he, that, He literally says that. Yeah, to, yeah. To, yeah, I'm not even... I, when I say literally, I'm not, like, joking. I mean, we literally. We don't mean to, like, joke literal. Yeah. 100% textually, he, he, he says something about, like, dressing her up like
3: a She's doll. She's like, I have off.
0: concerns and, and needs. And he's like, okay, well, hold on the fuck on because... I'm dressing you up on like a doll. That is <laughs> totally what's getting me off right now. Implicitly mm-hmm. saying that nothing else would like he's mm-hmm. implying, this is the only thing you can do for me. You yeah. piece of garbage. Horr. Guillen's big big, big shit. Yeah
4: <laughs> yeah yeah. Don't they rip off one of Akio's lines in the end of the movie? Though so you I, wouldn't you wouldn't understand the value of yes, this room. Yes, and that wasn't yes. not in the comic. Yes, what yes. was it? Then, they you remember. Um, <sighs> At the end of Utana, when Akio is like, "A child like, would value of this room." Yeah, yeah. Um, Gideon rips that off in the end of um, Scott Pilgrim, where he's like, "You wouldn't understand the value of this place," or something like okay. that. About the, yeah, I didn't, about the club that he's building.
1: I didn't pick up on that.
0: It's the kind of thing where, on its own, I wouldn't have said, "Oh, this is a person that's watched Utana." But, but at along that with point, the whole, a
1: lot of little
4: moments of the
0: climax, yeah, is referenced the Usher climax. I yeah. mean, even
4: the camera work in that scene—they <laughs> have a shot that's almost exactly like the um, when he's you know how they have the head. well, no, not just that, but when they have the the people collapsed on the floor and they have the camera yes, yes. spin down on them, like in the they Black Rose. The, yep. Yeah. They do yeah, like they, the, like specifically Black Rose. But actually,
6: work they in that really movie, is the best thing in it. Edgar Wright is very, very good at yes. Mhm. making movies, who knew? <laughs> and, 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 and my only problem with Edgar Wright as a director is that sometimes he is too good. He's a little at, too
0: clever for his own times.
6: That's what that's yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. He's like he's the only person I've ever seen who's gotten so good at making movies look the way he wants that he will occasionally just make a movie that does that too much and ends up eating itself. Because I have very, very specific feelings about Baby Driver. Anyway. Hey,
1: look, I, I, saw-, Baby <laughs> <laughs> I saw Nightmare Alley. Uh, Guillermo del Toro can do that, too.
0: There is a degree to which every director inevitably will crawl up their own ass. And, you know, yeah, we have to live with that. I'm waiting for Ikuhara's
1: move. Are you implying that he has not already crawled up his own
4: ass? He's recursively up his yeah, ass. Yeah, I'm guessing like
6: fine. this is Ikuhara just like back. crawls up, grabs his shirikodama and pulls it out. And then like, <laughs> that's the show.
0: The spiral staircase is-, is actually him going into his ass over and over <laughs> and over.
1: Call me when Ikuhara is not up his own ass. That's when I'll start paying <laughs> yeah, attention. Exactly.
4: It's-, it's why we love exactly. him.
0: But it is less flattering in directors who do not have that vibe at the outset.
4: I don't know. I'm just imagining the the 1984 quote adapted for this. You know, imagine Ikuhara's head going up into his own ass forever.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) uh, Speaking of Ikuhara, Alice, I'm going to steal the quote because she can't stop me now. (laughs) But I'm going to steal a quote from her earlier, which was, uh, we were talking in the car on our way back here, actually, to record the podcast about you know, what we felt about, like, Utna versus Scott Pilgrim, and Alice made the joke, the difference in, like, stylistic influence between them is that Brian O'Malley is a weeb, and Ikuhara is a weeb spelled O-U-I-B. Yep,
3: <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah. That's that true. That tracks. Yeah. Uh, like,
6: really both of them the are basically... Bonsoir, Ikuhara. They, <laughs> they are deep, they're both deeply inf- influential <laughs> works, or deeply referential works. Yeah, influential too, but referentials were the word I was looking for. It's just that, like, Scott Pilgrim's referential stuff is, like, in addition to Revolutionary Girl Utna itself, it's mostly nerdy teenage boy chic.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm.
6: Scott references the X-Men, like, multiple mm-hmm. times. It's kind of a motif to yeah. show how stunted he ha- he is. Uh, X-Men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the fight scene with um, Knives and Ramona is, like, I swear to God, there there are multiple points in that. How appropriate you fight like a cow is literally a yes. Monkey Island reference.
0: That that yes, was that yes. was the high
4: point, probably of the comic for me was I was like, oh oh, I get that reference. Yes, I get that because, re- because because <laughs> because oh my God, they're coming out with another Monkey Island. I <laughs> another one time for that reference. So another we're another one. Yes, no, Timely. but um, with the same. Guy, you can cut puppy. this out, Panda. Um, <laughs> But they are coming out with another Monkey Island. It is going to pick up from the end of Monkey Island 2, not the end of the Telltale series. And Ron Gilbert is back. Like, he's actually working Let's on it. let fucking go! Yeah, it's supposed I to come out I feel like this Monkey year.
0: Island is right where it needs to be in this time. Like, this is what people need. Like it, it hasn't really had its like ooh, it's fashionable like retro resurgence. Like a lot that's of other things, Monkey that's because Monkey Island
6: now. is a classic. The things classics coming up, Monkey Island,
0: <laughs> but it's got that randomness and irreverence mm, that yeah. I think younger generation likes a lot more than our like kind of irony.
4: And, yeah, yeah. I mean, insult sword fighting is just it's so it's, brilliant. But it's so, it's goofy. so brilliant.
0: It's beautiful and it's goofy. Yep. Anyway, you, you need more of that. Anyway. Yeah, back to like, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, I was actually yeah. disappointed that wasn't a whole thing in, in Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, the, the insult sword <laughs> fighting thing. It, it <laughs> was kind of interesting because...
6: Yeah, I, don't, I feel like the joke doesn't work if they stretch it out, though, because it's such a... Especially if you do not know Monkey Island, it is such a non sequitur when it happens
3: mm-hmm.
6: that it works on its own as a joke. And if they kept it up through the whole fight, I don't know that it would have had the same impact. Whereas if you know what's going on there and you hit that joke, your brain does the thing that lights up when you see the reference, but also (laughs) the flow of the scene doesn't change between readers. Mm -hmm.
4: It is such a specific laser targeted joke that it's better that it has only its one moment to shine. (laughs) Mm
3: hmm.
6: But, like, that's kind of, like, all the influences in Scott Pilgrim are, like, here's, like, a reference to an anime that I liked. Here's Ramona with the goggles on her head so she looks exactly like What's-Her-Face from Fooly Cooly, which I wish I'd seen in preparation. Yeah. You know,
1: actually, I another thing that I read in an interview with Brian Lee O'Malley was that he said that Fooly Cooly was not as much of an influence as people kind of seem to get the impression that it is. I think
0: people think "Fully Cooley" is and was a bigger idea than it ever is or was.
4: I'm gonna. No, I'm not gonna lie. I totally just jumped right off the "Fully Foo- Coolie bandwagon because it's... I saw the first episode and was like, "No, I like Fully Coolie, but you know, I don't know what it is I, I about it. I was being it was right Evangelion,
0: and that is not what it was.
4: I don't know. You know what? I was expecting more Lane is the problem yeah okay i get that yeah but yeah Mm -hmm.
3: i
1: like people have asked him over the years about like fully coolly as an influence on scott pilgrim and that was just one thing that he said was not as much of an influence as people think and i think part of it is like also like ramona skating through the uh the subspace highways kind of is similar to uh the girl from fully cool whose name I can't remember off the top of my head and and
6: her fucking Vespa,
1: I'm glad my wife can't hear me say that and and her Vespa yeah yeah for there sure. there's like a a similar energy there.
6: it's a similar energy, it's mostly i for me, it's like the little bit of character design where it's like it's okay, more of an I aesthetic like-
1: energy than it is like an emotional energy. Yeah
4: okay whereas yutana is like a structural energy oh yeah like
1: the the, the yutana influence is like more woven within the the structure of everything
0: yeah it's more of a shared affinity for this story structure Mm -hmm. and this set of like
6: metaphors for all the challenges that a relationship can face what were you gonna say Cass? mm -hmm. but yeah like that's that's mostly what i was gonna get at was like it's all here's this chic of like Other than Revolutionary Girl Udina, all the surface-level references are, like, things you would find in my pre-transition bedroom, essentially. (laughs) And really, like, that's a lot of what's going on. And then in Revolutionary Girl Udina, like, Iguhara does the same level of, like, I'm just going to reference everything I've ever liked. But all of his references are, like, I really like movies.
3: (laughs) have y'all ever
6: seen movies i like movies (laughs) movies are cool (laughs) do y'all like italian horror films (laughs) Mm -hmm. like that that is kind of the the vibe for me is Mm -hmm. this is two different creators kind of working with the same material and one directly influencing the other and the second guy picked up the first guy's uh pitch and just went like what if i did a version of this for people who are far more familiar with legend of Zelda than Suspiria
5: mm-hmm.
6: yes.
0: yeah. yeah yeah that, that tracks but since now that we're talking about that we have these two creators in common I think it's time to talk about the other problem the other thing they share and it's a certain kind of problematic it's that at moments the larger story they are telling is you know several rungs up in the woke ladder than any individual part of it and there is at times with Scott Pilgrim, it there's Oh, we have to experience growth. Oh, we have to challenge different types of uh things that went we women want and things like that. But at the end of this day, I'm not always convinced that it's not kind of lampshading sometimes. How so? Like, it's the same it's a similar similar kind of like, okay, you're telling this story, but aren't you enjoying it a little too much for the reasons
4: mm. you
0: say you shouldn't like
4: yeah, sometimes I like get a bit the dismay of that. that filled the room when everybody found out that Ikuhara was making Yuri Kuma and it was about lesbians.
0: Yeah, like mm-hmm. like like when Scott Pilgrim's dating this 17-year-old and you're like,
4: I don't know. You're like, okay, this is supposed to be a bad thing about Scott Pilgrim, but, but why really, are you are we really enjoying this story it? point so much? I have never read, so my counterpoint that
6: is I have never met a story that made dating a 17-year-old seem more absolutely boring and it does word than Scott Pilgrim. Oh, sure. it does.
0: He wants it anyway, for some reason.
6: Well, yeah, <laughs> he he does. But like, I think that like the fact that he very clearly, you know, wants it for stu- whatever mm-hmm. he wanted out of this relationship, he's not getting out of it is yeah. part of the story. Mm-hmm. And like, literally, I think the one time we see him in knives, there's a point like where Scott is at his lowest point in volume three five or six, I want to say, and Knives has basically out-matured him over the yeah. course of the story. Oh, yeah. And they, they have this moment of making out, and-
1: And it was terrible for everyone. <laughs> including you
6: and i think that like actually i have that
1: i have that page or or those panels saved on my phone i'm gonna send Uh, it to the group chat (laughs) because i I took a screen cap of that on because it was i smell
0: i smell the existence of a genre here that i might be very familiar with and nobody else is and i'm trying to figure out if i'm like just making up this pattern or if there is a pattern. And that is the extremely problematic subgenre of age grab Okay, I age can what? hear
4: myself
0: echoing, so it's kinda hard yeah.
4: to see. Okay, that is the extremely problematic That- that's that's the ex- what is that? Oh, the paddle.
1: But it was horrible for everyone, and that includes you.
4: <laughs> but you're still
0: compelled to do it. Well like, yeah, because
1: like he's I'm sorry, I totally lost at, the in that before. in that's that okay. moment of the comic, he has like he and Ramona are like technically like
6: k- like kind of broken up. That that comes at the long end of a long period of Scott Nick fucking losing it.
1: Yeah and yeah. making
6: bad decisions. And the comic explicitly lampshading that all of these are bad decisions and making them all look like the
3: worst Awful. thing in the world. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I don't
4: I don't think that's lampshading them at that point if they're straight up making them look like the bad decisions they are yeah i feel I like think the that movie maybe less lampshading is clearly, just though. more the point
0: yeah actually in the comic, now that i'm thinking of it, it had more of an air of like disappointment with that it wasn't better
1: yeah like that is <laughs> like, kind of kinda, like bummed like it was supposed to be like well and it, part of it was because mm. like she was uh, like knives was obsessed with scott for so long and then like actually like getting to have, like, a full enthusiastic make-out. Well, that's what I
0: was trying to bring up. The situation where you have age gap romances and after they've broken up, there's, like, this, like, closure scene mm-hmm. where the younger girl somehow has to give closure to the adult man. Okay, yeah. this sequence was almost, like, identical beat for beat the fucking end of Lolita. Yeah. And mm-hmm. not
1: less than, like, two other <laughs> you know, movies of that You know, I... Time. I don't, and that's in great. Yeah, and that's not something that we like. I don't love the comparison, but you're not wrong. Like, it's not the moment that you said it. Like, I felt bad, but it like (laughs) is not wrong. No,
6: I I mean it's not technically wrong, but also I kind of have to shake my head a little bit on the specific connection of Scott Pilgrim here. This one, I'm not You you know what it makes
4: me think of is all of those like. It's more of a trope. No, well, yes, but like the trope of like the story about this unassuming literary professor that has this student in his class that lights up his life, and he starts an affair with her, and then his life comes crumbling down. Uh, Ah, yes, pretty little liars. Yes,
1: that
0: kind I of thing. like every Witty Allen movie, but yeah Yeah, I well I'm with the
1: kids. Mm.
6: <laughs> yeah, like if if Scott Pilgrim does one thing different, it's mostly that like every other story I've seen, the idea has been that the seventeen year old is sort of the younger person in the situation is entrancing and someone you just they're so mysterious. Don't you feel allured by them? Don't think seem, you know, like, it's all... You don't get that from Scott at all. Yeah, yeah, I don't think, yeah. You don't get that from Scott because, unlike a lot of those stories, Scott Pilgrim isn't really being told from the head of the person who... It's not being told from inside Scott's head, even though we're given information from Scott's head multiple times. Mm -hmm. Like, Scott Pilgrim the story is a lot less flattering to Scott Pilgrim the character than... Mm -hmm. humbert humbert is to himself and lolita and the the evidence of that is that the the very first thing it does besides having everyone in scott's life go why the fuck are you dating a 17 year old is showing that dating a 17 year old is actually just kind of boring like why would you do this you're in two different places in your life you have nothing in common the only thing that you are getting out of this is validation and you're not even really getting that And the first time you saw literally anyone pretty and mysterious, they were your age. And you could have just walked up to her if you'd waited two weeks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also, I'd like to point out
2: that like, it's always weird to me that people talk uh, that the amount of time we talk about the idea of Scott and knives dating, and yet it literally almost doesn't happen. Like it's just a thing that is technically established. And then Mm -hmm barely happens in the text of the actual story you're not wrong where you could almost forget it was ever a thing by volume three because it was literally like 12 pages
6: yeah at most (laughs) i mean like I, i don't think you can quite forget because knives is an actual character after that
2: yeah, but I forget that that was why she is there. I mostly remember knives being yeah, she knives. One
6: more
3: time with um, young At Yule the
4: same time, the style. problematicness fills much but, more than twelve pages. Manga readers, our
0: do we remember how at the end uh, we also had to have a closure moment where her dad said it was okay because he said I'd never touched her.
1: I don't yeah i don't recall that at all so i remember the scene with the dad i think i don't yeah i don't remember that exact dialogue
0: in in the in the in the the comic the dad is a villain yeah stalking him and stuff like that and after scott's had his growth moment to revolutionize the world there's a moment where he's looking at at her dad Mm -hmm. and they share a look and he's like sir i never touched your daughter I never dishonored her. I never even, oh, and then the God. dad like nods and goes away.
6: Oh my gosh, because God. Because they've
0: had an understanding.
6: Like the way I read so. that scene is Scott is just babbling whatever he thinks will maybe get this guy to stop coming after him with a sword. Yeah. <laughs> like, that I'm is, like, what, what uh, that so is what Mr. Chow has done. But that is
3: what works
6: though. Well, the thing is, I don't think it is. I think what works is that Mr. Chow sees Scott have a whole ass sword fight with Roxy Richter. -hmm. (laughs) Also true. Like that—that is the actual lead up to that moment. Is Scott? He is there to witness the entirety of Scott's fight with Roxy, Mm -hmm. and just kind of goes. He seems less shitty than I assumed he was. Whatever.
0: (laughs) I think it's worth getting also to. I don't remember how the movie ends. This is clearly, but in the manga, explicitly at the end. Uh, there's a moment where Ramona is f- is depicted as like fractioned into all the different haircuts and stuff mm-hmm. she's had, and she's and her moment of like getting over Gideon is like, yeah, one of my parts will always be here, but the rest of us does not care anymore, and we can wor- move on, and like that. I feel like that had a very strong Utina kind of energy to it as well. Yeah. Like I don't know. I at that point it was a big Anthe moment.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: No, I, and that that was not in I the agree. movie, but I feel like that was more explicitly Utena flavored in the manga or in the comic. On the other hand, there's a lot of Utena references in the movie that aren't in the com- in the into the comic mm-hmm. that I recall.
2: Uh, which ones would you think were only in the movie? Because uh, I can think of any.
0: I feel like the movie did much more directly referencing the the last two episodes, like the battle okay in the revolution duel at its climax it got very like shot use
4: a lot um the picture cinematic reference rose not
6: stuff, yeah yeah yeah
4: they there's the even, one like that the they, start of the
0: music is like at the same beat
4: the one that that they could not have done is that black rose shot with the person crumpled up on the floor and the camera spinning down there's no way you could do that There's no way comic like and yeah there is no way that that wasn't deliberate that is shot for shot from the black rose mm-hmm. so that 100 percent is not in the comic mm-hmm. even though i haven't read it <laughs> well
0: i mean the comic the comic and the movie do the same thing where scott's major progress moment and the thing he has to do isn't really defeat these dudes it's not really about beating up akio it's about coming to terms with who Anthe is
3: Mm -hmm. And
0: I think in that sense, the, that is a similar story being told in Scott Pilgrim, because Mm -hmm. like there are all, you know, externalized, just these,
4: oh, what's that? Sorry. So what was I saying? Oh, shit. (laughs) Sorry, the phone rang. I don't have (laughs) 80. Um, okay. Something, something externalized, something, something. Yeah, it's all of these characters are the
0: traumas and the problems and the things that you have to learn about the other person. But at the end of the day, it is really about him trying to get to know Ramona, who is human, Yeah, a very yeah. human character. Not everything about her is going to make sense. Not everything is perfect, et yeah. cetera, et cetera. And in that sense, I think Utina they have a lot in common there.
1: Yeah. Too, Again, a structural
4: general. similarity. Well, and mm-hmm. I
1: just think one of the biggest things they have in common is that Scott Pilgrim is a story about relationships between people mm-hmm. and that's also really what Utena is about it's about all of these relationships between all these different people and how they intersect and overlap and I mean like that's also just like general like you can say that about a lot of stories but like it's there's just some
0: sensitivities. like there's one thing that they they share that I found like never mind <laughs> <laughs> you lost it i lost it oh, Okay, rip i don't really like i don't remember whether it was the movie or the okay. series it
4: doesn't matter but anyway but at any rate the the structural similarities are mm-hmm. very evident once you start to kind of like peek into what what makes these characters go
3: so are we really
0: just sort of obviating about the next step in the hero's journey like can we just rewrite The joseph campbell books now but for us and gay people
4: i mean because i feel like these pieces of media are very go right ahead yeah you want to start that i don't want to start that that sounds like a lot of work but but at the same time that is kind of what this is Mm
0: -hmm. i keep wanting to say this is like it feels like it's a similarity that i want to assign to as being like the queer hero's journey yeah
1: except that scott pilgrim is not no Scott Pilgrim isn't it's actually it's very funny because like even though there is there's a lot of queerness within Scott Pilgrim but it's a very heterosexual story
0: And yet, maybe there's more in common with the Hetz than we thought. <laughs>
4: mm, sounds <laughs> fake. Just don't say that. Just don't say that. <laughs> sounds fake. Me
0: like me like extending an olive branch right into a wood chipper. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I tried. <laughs> a picture of Scott Pilgrim could transitioning have saved her? <laughs> <laughs> I, I
6: mean, look, I'm not saying that. I I kind of like Scott Pilgrim as a character entirely because, you know, I, I say that Scott reminds me of pre-transition me, and that's not really true the more I think about it, because Scott has something that I never did, which is a desire to go out. Scott <laughs> spends so much time at, like, other people's houses, and I spent most of my burnout years in my bedroom well, living with my parents. Scott so.
1: Scott doesn't have a computer or a cell phone. So Yeah, the depictions of the technology I think definitely had. <laughs> it severely limits his like
6: like what can he do if he just stays home? Like nothing. I mean you know, I will counter that, which is he could have done what I did and simply found himself a bad old laptop running Windows ninety five. And get on instant oh, message
1: honey you know that's way too smart of an idea for scott yeah this is a very dumb
0: yeah i lazy. was a very i was a
6: very i was oh, a very yeah. dumb child but i was smart enough to have stolen one of my dad's very old decommissioned work laptops
0: his lack life. of drive is honestly like almost its own thing yeah, yeah.
6: Like in the story But yeah, I I do kind of get reminded of like what it is like to feel that sort of very specific. Yeah. I should be, there's a point in my life that I have reached that I should be moving forward from because the social script of like how life is supposed to go is you graduate high school and you go to college and you do your college years and you get your first big job and then you go upward from there. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: Yeah, it captures that, I don't know, kind of vibe
6: yeah that, that kind of like oh I don't know where I am and I don't know what to do and my future's kind of in front of me but it's gonna start going they're away real messy. soon mm-hmm. yeah. I
0: appreciate that they're very messy like their goals are messy their skills are messy mm-hmm. like, like with Scott and Ramona they can be a total especially like the comic does this as well there are times when he's literally fighting battles for her uh, with other people and blood and risks and shit Meanwhile, his relationship with her is absolutely just falling through the floor, Mm -hmm. a hot mess. And I kind of liked how they depict that you can both be, you know, doing something well and having to be a train wreck over here. It's not just a single linear track of proper actions that creates a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. You can have strong points and you can have weak points, which is why Gideon will always exist in her head, is because he had one unfortunate strong point and that was it. I I liked that. That's met, depicted as something you just have to navigate. Yeah. You're gonna have mm-hmm. to get over it with another person. Yeah, you may not understand it, but you're still gonna have to expe- accept it, accept it. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I feel like Scott and Utna have a lot of that energy, and that's why you kind of want to pin Antheon onto like
4: Ramona. Ramona, yeah. yeah. And I do think they have similarities. But they, it do. Is. they do. They
0: do. Very much like that, really bumpy process of getting to know someone that's problematic and difficult and who yeah. isn't always going to make sense to you. And, and who the fact isn't always is really honest, honest with
4: you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And
0: who isn't always honest. Yeah. And has their own reasons you may never understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like that those are both stories being told. And I mean, there's a heterosexual version and there's a gay version. And yeah. I think that's really great for people. The two genders. The two yeah.
3: genders is
0: Canada and Utana. <laughs> <laughs>
6: We have, no, to have the podcast on that note. We're not going
1: to get to that Wilson line. Yeah. Um. I, we should probably wrap wrap up. Yeah. yeah. I was just about to say, we're,
4: Panda. We should probably have like this. last thoughts. Yeah,
1: because it is almost guess, midnight yeah. where Alice and Cass and I live. Go uh, I'm Sorry. No, no, it's totally fine. Do we? Does anybody have any like final thoughts that they would like to share before we close up shop for the night?
0: Mm. Gideon was kind of hot.
6: <laughs> <No laughs> Excuse I will not be party to this any longer.
1: Jason Schwartzman as Ian is the most impeccably perfect casting that like anyone could have ever manifested in so the whole world. And the fact that like punchable the fact that like Ramona and Envy are both taller than him, mwah, mwah. Mm, Perfect. Poetic mm-hmm. cinema.
4: Yep. My only last thought on this is just having grown up with my brother I can see why he attached so hard to Scott Pilgrim and again for people who don't know he's the one who introduced me to Utena in the first place so I can definitely see why he would have scott pilgrim in his pantheon of literature so are you saying have...
0: that scott pilgrim is useful as like an infiltration device into het? <laughs> 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 like this is our crossover attempt yes but I, also I know, sure.
1: scott pilgrim did incalculable damage to like a certain subset of like cis hetero men i <laughs>
4: mean Yes. Yeah. And my brother was one of them and he appreciated that damage. So, <laughs> but I mean, it honestly, all of this talk about it makes me want to talk about it with him. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. So that's my last thought about this.
0: It makes a conversation, which mm-hmm. I guess is what we're fucking
4: here for. Yeah. Hell yeah. Mm. All of the best things come from conversation. Anybody else?
6: <laughs> my final objection. To the Scott Pilgrim movie is that the entire sequence with Matthew Patel misses the best part of the fact that that sequence of the comic, which is that in the comic, when Matthew Patel starts the song and summons the demon chicks, Scott is singing back at him and everyone else is acting as Scott's backup dancers. Oh and yeah! a musical, and they were cowards, and they did not have them do that, which makes the last bit that Michael Sarah does with the rhyming couplet less funny. There we go. <laughs> that's my whole objection to the Scott Pilgrim movie. No further thoughts. The Your movie
1: Honor. uh, unfortunately tries to kind of shy away from the more some of the more fantastical elements of scott pilgrim as a setting and it uh makes me kind of sad i wish they would lean more into it laura what were you gonna say
5: well i was gonna say scott pilgrim will always have a special place in my heart and then i was just thinking i'm like the the scene where oh my god of course I blank out in names now. Uh, Captain America destroys himself in yeah, Casaloma. Yeah, should have been door indoors because it's a more much more beautiful sight. Not <laughs> 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 because I tripped down the stairs and hurt myself very badly in <laughs> <Casa> Loma.
1: <laughs>
2: Alice, do you have any final thoughts? Um, uh, did we talk about where they where he got the name Scott Pilgrim?
1: Um, no, we did not mention the Scott. Well, you can if you would like to share where the name Scott Pilgrim okay, comes then- from. I think
2: what I'll leave you with is that uh, Scott Pilgrim, the name Scott Pilgrim comes from a band, um, with, a Canadian band named Plumtree. They started, mm-hmm. they have a um, track on Predicts the Future called, uh, no, no it's not. I think it's Preserving Wildlife. Anyway, uh, it's called Scott Pilgrim with the sort of hook line being, I've liked you for a thousand years. That inspired, was kind of the seed that planted the seed that became Scott Pilgrim some of the people involved with making that song ended up coming to the uh, launch party for the, the final uh, volume of the, of the comic.
1: That's nice. Yeah. Cool. yeah That's uh, awesome. In the movie, you see uh, Scott wearing a plum tree shirt at least once. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As
2: That's named nice. after this.
1: Yeah. I, I for all of its faults I love Scott Pilgrim the comic I love the movie I rewatched it I probably a week ago today and it was the first time I had seen it since reading the comic and there is so much of it that is just like a visceral delight of like just literal adaptation of moments and and Mm -hmm. scenes and stuff and and reinterpreting things that were in the comic into other scenes as like little bits it's such a delight i think that everyone should read scott pilgrim uh even if you don't Mm. like it it will probably have a an impact on you uh emotionally and i'm glad that we got to talk about it because i have i have loved how much it is similar to Utsuna right now i have as my phone background my lock screen is i sent this to the group chat it's a a drawing of like Utsuna and anthe and the student council all in scott pilgrim style Oh yes yes uh, that i i, I love, love quite that. a bit i i would have to scroll back probably to try and find uh mm. who did Thank the original you. art but i will try to share it when i post this episode up
0: we're establishing a genre here. I'm, I'm glad happy. that I uh-huh.
1: I got all of you to, or I'm glad I got most of you to read Scott Pilgrim. Uh, I I consider this an achievement. For no, me. You, like Yasha, you were you were busy. It is
3: totally fine. Uh,
1: I do not
3: begrudge very... you
1: at all.
0: It was going to be one of us, is basically
4: yeah. But it, you know that's the good thing about me and vana is that if one of us does it you might as well consider both okay the, <laughs> this art was done
1: by kiwi underscore valley on twitter and it blessed. is oh, nice it, it, was it is very blessed, excellent though. i quite like it and um
0: i'm so glad
1: yeah and I'm I'm glad that I'm glad that Vana read it in particular because I knew she wasn't <laughs> going to like it, but I wanted her to read it anyway. I,
0: I, I am glad I read it.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. So it is plug time so that we can get the fuck out of here. Uh, listeners, mm-hmm. if you would like to follow us on Twitter, you can do that at Cast. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at Impandanada. Alice, where can people find you online?
2: Uh, they can find me on Twitter at lyrewulf L-Y-R-E-W-U-L-F.
1: And Cass, do you have a podcast that you and Alice do that you would like to plug?
6: Yes, I do. Please listen to Big Steppy, our giant robot slash Gundam podcast. You can find our official Twitter account for the show on at SteppyCast on Twitter, S-T-E-P-P-Y cast.
1: And Yasha and Vana, uh, should people wish to, where can they find you? (laughs) That
6: is the big disclaimer, isn't it?
4: (laughs) Really and truly, yes. Because you don't necessarily want to find us. Oh, but they do. do, But if you do, you can always find us at o h t o r i dot n u or on Twitter at O-H-T-O-R-I underscore N-U.
0: Oh, by the way, you can also
4: now find us at EmptyMovement.com. Wow. Yes. Actually, we I have s- merch even now. We're in progress. Wow. Yes, we yeah.
0: Shop.EmptyMovement.com. Actually, recently, during the uh, 25th anniversary of Utena, when we were running a bunch of streams, a bunch of other people were getting... Uh, Teaming up with subreddits of other weeb, you know kinds, yeah. To get choo choo into place. The our place, subreddit kind. Yeah, of and Vana made a
4: T-shirt about it, and there's yeah. a commemorative T-shirt there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and it looks great.
1: It's really good. <laughs> it's very
4: goofy. Now, Laura, is there anything you want to promote? See, I I don't know if you have no. any. She's sort just of... gonna be like, our flag means death. Our yeah, flag flag watch means our death.
1: flag. Renew our,
4: our flag.
5: flag means death. Stop you. <laughs> I, 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 I want my right. second season, damn you.
4: <laughs> I was right. Yep.
5: Apart from that, please don't find me. <laughs> I, I, I need Taika in a beard again and in leather because I'm sorry, he's he's my leather daddy. <laughs> <laughs> all izzy
1: anyway all right well all right. um i don't have a i didn't prepare a sign off because i threw together getting us a, a a new theme song to do a bit like basically right before i sent you guys the link for this uh mm-hmm. so i guess just revolutionize the world everybody <laughs> Woo!
3: say no out. to bad
4: guys bye, bye. bye.